Welcome to the Innovation Calling Podcast, where we connect creators for the next big thing. We're your hosts, Aaron Greger and Sia Yasso Tornrat. Hey, it's Aaron Greger. And it's Sia Yasso Tornrat. All right, before we jump into this episode, we first have to make sure you know that you are invited to our next Women in Tech live podcast recording February 5th. Wednesday. I got it. All you right. Did it. Who are we welcoming, Miss Sia? I'm very excited to announce that we are going to have Jody Brinkerhoff over at DFW Dallas Fort Worth Airport. The VP of Innovation. Okay. Yes. This is going to be an awesome one because we've said this a million times, but DFW Airport is like not, not your average airport. No, it, it's not. It's like a city. It is. And uh, just the sheer scope, scale, size of the airport, all the nuances, all the um, – I mean, it, it's like a city on steroids almost because of the time constraints, trying to move people, et cetera. Um, I want to correct myself on our NTTA. I just realized uh, when we had talked about DFW, it actually didn't get ranked number one in the United States. It got uh-uh. ranked. It got ranked number one internationally oh look at you as the top airport so i want to give props to dfw my apologies it wasn't just the united states it was international number one ranking yeah so they want to keep that ranking however and jody's helping to do that absolutely and so uh you know with her background with mastercard i mean just going from one regulatory uh heavy industry to another i think is amazing so aaron we're going to really have some fun with uh, Jody. And we're going to have a lot to learn. So always great networking. We'll feed you. We'll provide awesome people for you to meet. And over at City Central at the mothership of the home of our main studio, over at Trinity Mills in the North Dallas Tollway, head over to innovationcalling.com to grab your tickets today. All right. So this episode is the kickoff. We're going to have a few episodes that are slightly different than our normal style. They're going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, but we went to CES, <laughs> C&I, Vegas let us come in, and uh, we were at CES for the first time as media. Yes, we had media passes airing, which was really exciting because it opened up a whole new world. Uh, I've been to CES in the past uh, from a vendor perspective and never got to tour the the expansiveness of this event. I mean, holy moles. I had over a thousand emails, Aaron, um, from vendors that were there on site. I mean, it was just too much. Yeah, my feet still hurt and it's been a, a week since we've been back. So, uh, <laughs> But it was an incredible experience and I'm really excited to be able to share these episodes with everyone because we got to meet some some pretty cool people. Yeah, cool people and companies. So uh, this the CNET conversation, um, it was with, or it is, or was, with the head of news, uh, editor at uh, CNET. His name is Roger Chang. Uh, extraordinarily gracious because he saw the rookie look in our eyes. And so he gave some great tidbits. Yes, and a lot of information of what were the hot things at, at CES, kind of a great uh, Cliff Notes version of what maybe you missed or if you were there by not being there and maybe even missed by being there because honestly there's no way i wish i i i think maybe we meant we got to see 10 percent of the show absolutely no there's no choice about it, about 10 yeah. percent. so you guys uh check out cnet great publication they are a great sort resource for all things tech and innovation so without further ado aaron here's our in- interview with cnet if i can talk all right, so Roger, welcome to the Innovation Calling Podcast, and uh, we're at CES. Yes, we are. It's, for me, it's been day four of CES, so I'm already feeling the 
wear and tear of this immense show. He's going to nod off in the middle of us, Aaron. No, I can tell. this is like, what, hour four for us? And I, I just <laughs> had a Red Bull. So <laughs> I cannot imagine how you feel right now. And by the way, I have not had a cup of coffee yet the entire day. So I'm really running on fumes. If I do fall asleep, just wake me up. Oh, my god. Well, gosh. you wouldn't be the first guest to pass out. Well, I'm, I'm kidding, just kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Let's go. Let's all right. This. So, all Roger, right. you know, really excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. This is our first time. We're rookies. Yeah. You, your official title being? I am the uh, executive editor and head of CNET News. So I've been here uh, double digits at this point, so at least wow. 12 or 13 times. So I've been around the block when it comes to CES. So, okay, we're, he- we're seeing a lot of different things. When I've been here, it's because of uh, being a vendor and now as a, a, a consumer of electronics and being a guest, if you will, or someone attending. What are the hot trends that you're seeing right now based on other years? I think there's something different about this year. I feel like it's a lot of consumer. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, big twists on things. I think one of the big trends, uh, surprisingly, is laptops. It's not, a, really? not an area that I would normally get excited about, but... Uh, last year, we saw a bunch of these foldable phones, right? These are these phones that had flexible displays that were able to fold in or fold out. This year, we're seeing that technology move into laptops. So Intel showed off a prototype, Lenovo, Dell, each had their own version. And, and basically, these are like, for the Intel one, it's a large, giant 17-inch tablet that folds down on itself, and it becomes a laptop, essentially. The bottom half is like a digital screen. It's got a digital keyboard. It even comes with a like a physical keyboard accessory that you could slap on top of it in case you're not too keen on that digital keyboard. But the, the idea of these flexible displays, and these are all prototypes right now, but right. the idea that these flexible displays are moving to laptops, kind of a, it's further evidence that like the way we're interacting with these devices and the way the form that these devices take are evolving in a certain way. And foldable is definitely a trend that we're seeing take hold now. Wow. That's, well, and that's interesting. So I want to cover too, because we've been talking to a lot of companies, and you made a great point. They're all prototypes right now. This is our first time at CES. How excited can we get about some of this stuff? Like, or is <laughs> it just, is never going to come to market? Yeah, like it's like it's kind of teasing us almost. No, that is a fantastic point. Uh, a lot of these products don't end up in the market. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Charmin made a big, big uh, impression with their toilet robot. Basically, it's this robot that is supposedly supposed to be smart enough to know when you run out of toilet paper, it'll come and deliver it to you. This is clearly a publicity stunt. They say that this is probably not going on the market, but it's the perfect CES product, right? Because it makes a lot of buzz. You go, oh, a toilet paper delivering robot. That's amazing. People want to talk about it for a couple of days, and then we immediately forget about it. Right, yeah. Then there are the products that are kind of midway, like LG, for instance. They've been guilty of showing off the same rollable television, which sounds amazing, right? It rolls uh, no, in and out of a yeah. cabinet, folds up. It's been this is the third year in the row that we've seen it. This time around, they finally said it's going on sale, and it only costs sixty thousand oh, dollars. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a, a steal. total bargain. Total oh, yeah, bargain. Absolutely. And then, likewise, Samsung has had. Uh, this giant television called The Wall. This year, they made it even bigger. They basically, it's sort of a Lego assembly, do-it-yourself type piece. It uses small panels called micro-LEDs that they combine to make a larger TV. This year, they went 292 inches, so the biggest television that our CNET TV expert, David Kassmeyer, has ever seen. But again, it's one of those things where it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's probably more for businesses or for the super rich. It's not for anyone else. Right. And most people will never see this thing. Okay, so let's think about this, okay? For us, you're looking at, you know, you were talking about, like, monitor screens, TV, 
That's a huge thing. All the TV, the yeah. That's I see a lot of IoT being thrown into the mix, right? The smart home, which is evolving out to smart cities. But how much of that is actually applicable to what we're talking about? More of a um, enterprise deliverable when we're looking at smart cities. We're we're talking to cities about what their strategy is. I feel. Can you help us understand where to go and what, what's exciting about smart cities and IoT around here? No, smart cities and IoT are a, a huge thing. It really depends on if you're looking at it from a consumer's perspective. You're probably looking at it from an infrastructure perspective. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Smart, yes. No, smart cities is a big trend because it ties into one of the big themes of the show. And of 2020 really is 5G. Is right. this, yes. The next generation of cellular technology is supposed to be a lot faster, more responsive. Uh, and, and 5G is really looked at as one of the, the key technologies that drive smart city innovation. Being able, the idea that you can connect every street lamp, you know, the sewer system, everything with sensors that they all talk to each other, they all coordinate. Imagine traffic lights that kind of talk to each other to make sure that traffic is constantly flowing. Th those are some of the innovations we are seeing here at the show, either here at the Sands Convention Center or at the Las Vegas Convention Center, just, you know, a few blocks south. Right. Well, with 5G too, are there, you know, smart cities is an obvious one because 5G is actually going from a great thought process to reality. Are you seeing any other products here, any other technologies that are really utilizing 5G and, and now we're able to finally bring those to life too and you're seeing them at this year at CES? Yes, yeah, so 5G at CES is really more of a buzzword at this point. People okay. are talking about, they're talking about the applications, they're talking about the potential use cases, but we're, we're not seeing a lot of concrete 5G products here. So what happens uh, is in about a month, there is a show called Mobile World Congress out in yeah. Barcelona, yep. very mobile-centric as its name implies. We'll see a ton of phones out there. We did see a handful of you know, phones, smaller companies come out with 5G phones here, but really not worth talking about. We'll see a lot of the big heavy hitters come out in Spain and, and with Samsung. Uh, they're they're going to have an event in San Francisco like a week before Mobile World Congress. They're likely going to show off the Galaxy S11. 5G will likely play a big role in that as well. Interesting. Wow. we got to so, wait for another conference. I know. There's a Mobile World Conference. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that talk about a crazy yeah. uh, circus. AR, VR, that whole, uh, that whole segment to me is exciting. What can we expect to see for AR, VR here at CES? You know, AR, VR has had sort of a bunch of ups and downs over the last few years. And, you know, VR, I want to argue that it's going to make a comeback, but I think it's a little premature for that. The, the Oculus Quest last year was a really relatively successful product and kind of got VR more into, into more consumers' hands. But I, I would say at CES, it's not as huge a trend as some of the other areas that I'm looking at right now. For one, uh, I gotta say, artificial food, or not artificial food, but uh, plant-based food. Oh, okay. Impossible uh, foods. I wanna say it's probably one of the key, uh, key things people are talking about out here. Last year, they made a big, big impression with their Impossible Burger 2.0. This year, they have Impossible Pork. So basically, they have a plant-based substitute for pork, and our reporters have tried it, and it, it's, it's indistinguishable from the real thing, which is kind of amazing. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> well, what I'm excited about is they, they, about they say they're working on an impossible bacon. Plant-based bacon. Just... And if they nail it, I got to say, the sky's the limit. I don't know. Healthier, less of a carbon footprint to produce. There are a lot of reasons why folks are interested in this yeah. and why this is considered a technology company and not just a food company. That so. is, that, that's what I was going to ask is why is it considered a technology, uh, technology company and not a food company? Because frankly, a lot of innovation goes into the process, into the manufacturing of it. And really, that last year when Impossible Foods was first uh, allowed in, this first time a food company was 
was exhibiting at CES. So it was a big breakthrough, but I think it was an acknowledgement that it's not just the, the technology that goes into possible foods, but I think it's the, the ramifications for, on society that plant-based food actually can have. Interesting. So while we're wrapping this up here, what else have we not touched on yeah. that we should? One of the biggest uh, mysterious things from the show the first couple of days has been something called Neon. And Neon came out of Samsung's uh, basically R&D arm. And what it is, what they, they claimed it is, is a uh, artificial human. It's, these are CG-created humans that look super lifelike. Uh, they use a bit of AI to kind of learn. Um, they're digital. They're, they're not physical humans. They're not like robots that walk and talk. You, you basically go up to a big display and a digital human that basically looks indistinguishable from a real human talks to you and interacts with you. Um, it's, it's been kind of the buzz of the show, partly because it's been so mysterious. We're finally seeing the first demos today, but over the last couple of days, they've been kind of teasing it, and knowing that it's backed by Samsung makes this a bit more meaningful. I, okay, I'm a little confused. How is that yeah. different from deep fake? So deep fakes is a term that's been thrown, a lot, thrown around a lot when describing this thing, because it's essentially... Uh, is mimicking real humans and, and, and making them talk and interact. They said this would be used, the, the more immediate applications would be like in film, right? Replacing extras uh, or with a bank teller, right? Like instead oh. of interacting with a human bank teller. And in a, in a kind of a scary way, they said it could also replace your teacher, which horrified me. Horrified yeah, me. no. But deepfakes is a legitimate concern. We, we actually talked to the CEO. We were the first to talk to the CEO, actually, just a few hours ago. We, we asked about the idea of deepfakes and, you know, replicating actual humans and having them do incriminating things. And, you know, they, they say that there's safeguards in place that prevent them from mimicking real humans, but you never know, right? The, the negative implications and consequences of technology, uh, something we found, like, th these companies aren't really prepared for at times. That's right. true. You can't test everything. Exactly. And, yeah. and you can't prepare for no. how these technologies get exploited by people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, my, that, on that positive note, because uh, I know <laughs> we're wrapping up here, so uh, any words of wisdom, uh, parting words? From the official uh, aficionado of CNET <laughs> pro that uh, you are. I would say keep hydrated. Use a lot of Perel. <laughs> We've been um, working on that, yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, just try to stay alive. Take it day by day. This is a massive show. There is a mind-boggling number of products out here. Um, so keep, just keep, uh, keep a good pace. All right. Oh, that's awesome. Roger, so, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I, we appreciate it very totally. much. We Lots of CNET. stuff we need to add to ours. Yes, and definitely go to CNET.com, right? That's right. All right. Check this out is what's going CNET. on. CNET.com. This is CNET. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thank love you, it. Roger. I love it.